You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 37 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I revel in the magnificence of the Chiefs' victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll take a look at this week's Arrowhead Pride power rankings before we get you ready for the divisional playoff matchup at Arrowhead Stadium against the Buffalo Bills. But first... in for the touchdown. Hurts. End zone. Picked off. End zone. Touchdown. Allen gets out of the pocket. We know how dangerous he is with his legs. And there he goes. Josh Allen. Huge run across the 30-yard line. gets in the way. The game's over. The game is over. Oh, he did. start with a bit of playoff chat mate i know we normally reserve this part of the show for something that we're doing in our in our life or we'll probably talk about the premier league or something like that but i think we're going to get straight into the playoff chat with this what excuse me what excuse me what did you say the playoffs yeah did did the playoffs start last weekend (laughs) all i saw was just a bunch of games featuring some severely outmatched teams it was a bit um, of a snooze fest, wasn't it? Gosh, what my weekend, World Cup weekend was meant to be super. Anything but super. Yeah. Like there's a there's a rhyming saying over here for nightmare, and it's Western Supermare. <laughs> so that's what you say. So you're saying if you're having a nightmare, you say you're having a Western, a Western Supermare. But there was nothing super about World Cup weekend. It was a nightmare for the NFL. Yes, the ratings would have been great, but I'm sure the ratings were great for the first half of Buccaneers versus Eagles, and then they were dreadful for the second half. I'm sure the ratings was very good for the first half of the Chiefs versus Steelers, but then it was dreadful for the second half. I hate to be a dead horse. Well, I don't actually, because I like being right about this particular point. Right. But why? Just why are we having two versus seven matchups in the playoffs? What, what, what's going on? Why are we adding Monday night football games in the playoffs. Why are we adding teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers coming against the Kansas City Chiefs? Why are the Philadelphia Eagles playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I just I just don't get it. This weekend, 
for all the excitement around the playoffs, it just felt like the most unplayoff like weekend ever. Yeah, we had that exciting finish in Cincinnati. Yeah, we had a semi exciting, quite hilarious finish in, in Dallas. But overall, out of six games, for two of them to be competitive, it's just piss poor, to be honest, from yeah. the NFL. And I expect much better. It should be called the the participation trophy round, shouldn't it? Yeah, basically. I think I think that's probably what it should be. Well done, Steelers. Well done, Raiders. He got into the playoffs. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Well done. But go on now. Let the let the big boys play now. And and that's what it felt like in this game. I, well, all of those games, um, even over on the NFC side, a lot mm. of it was just easily predictable. There was no real kind of big upsets. Um, it was just. It, yeah, it was it was flat as a fart, really, wasn't it, mate? It, it, yeah, like you said, it wasn't people... super or anything. No, and I know a lot of people will turn around and say, "Well, the Patriots got battered, and they were the fifth seed." Yeah, that's fine. But last year, the fifth seed won the Super Bowl from the NFC. Yeah. So we've we've seen evidence in the past that a fifth seed or a sixth seed can go on to win the Super Bowl. It does happen. It's extremely hard for it to happen, but it does happen. I just cannot see any scenario where a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be capable of putting four road wins on the trot to make it the Super Bowl. They're mm. just not that good. The difference in class between the, the division winners and the seven seed is just, frankly, it's far too great. And the NFL will be happy because, yeah, they've got the ratings, but the product suffers. It, it, it really does suffer. Like, it's going to be hard to like try and pull people in to watch these two versus seven games next year. People probably will because we're mad for the NFL and that's what the NFL is playing on. But it's just a tough, tough, tough watch. And it, I need to remember this conversation next year when it comes to playoff weekend, yeah. not to get all hyped and to build my entire weekend around these dross games. Well, they seemed to get it right for the, the, the Week 18 additional game, didn't they? They seemed to have got that right. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed to work. And that seemed to inject quite a lot of enthusiasm in, obviously, fan bases that didn't really think that they'd have a chance of actually getting into the playoffs this year, i.e. the Steelers. But when you got into the the, the big boy football, yeah. it really didn't deliver, did it? And and like you were saying, packaging it up as a super wildcard weekend, it just didn't feel like it. Mm. Nobody wanted those matches. Let's put it that way. Nobody wanted those matchups that were on the, that were on the bracket at all, yeah. really, um, because there was too much of a mismatch in quite a number of those games. Yeah, um, yeah like we said, the, the Patriots. Yes, they were the fifth seed, but for me, the Patriots this year were, were really overhyped. I, I just felt like they were, and and we were waiting for the Patriots' demise in the playoffs. And I think everybody knew it was going to happen in this game as well. Yeah, yeah. Against a, a, a different opponent, the Patriots might have had more success. I appreciate the fact that we're talking about the seven seed specifically, and you just had to get a dig in at the Patriots. Yeah. Not to call you obsessed or anything like that. You know, just stick, nice. stick the knife in when you can. But <laughs> I've got a stat here regarding the seven seeds and the two years that they've had this format. And so far in four games, the seven seeds are 0 4, unsurprisingly. And they've been outscored 121 points to 69. Really? Like so far. That's. That's not good. Yeah. That's not a good product. Yeah, the Col- I think it was the Colts that ran the Bills close last year. But mm. last year's Bills were so strange, such a strange playoff team in terms of the second seed yeah. that, you, that you kind of forget. 
give that result there. They hadn't been there properly in a little while. You know, Josh Allen's first postseason, you, um, you, you can't even get it. Or it might have been his second postseason, rather. Yeah. But the rest of the teams, the Bears lost 21-9. The Steelers got battered by the Chiefs and the Eagles got battered by, by the Buccaneers. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we risking the, the health of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes yeah. for, for these teams? Like, why, what are we doing? There's, there's no need. If Patrick Mahomes got injured on Sunday and then he has to sit out divisional weekend and then potentially the Chiefs lose, the, the, the NFL doesn't achieve anything. Yeah. That, that's no good. Is that, is that worth the ratings boost you have on that one week and that one weekend? No. Like Tom Brady could have got injured. I know you could say Tom Brady could get injured at any point, but there is the added risk. You've already added an extra game to the Kansas City Chiefs schedule. And the same in the Tampa Buccaneers. You've added that 17th game into the regular season. And then you've taken the bye away from them as well. And you're forcing them to play essentially two extra games that they would have done two years ago being in the same position. That's two more games. That's two more uh, chances. To, of risking being injured. Yeah. I just don't like it. Give back. Get rid of that seven seed. Give the two seed back their bar. And let's go back to the way it was. Because the yeah. way it was, wasn't broken. Yeah. It really, it was perfect. And this is my bugbear with the NFL. We've had this conversation a number of times. They're too, they micromanage. They are like, my, you know, you know, you've, you've got that boss that wants yeah. to be involved with everything and wants to go, well, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? Well, why don't you do it this way? Maybe we should change that and do it this way. That's what the NFL is. Every single no, Just year. leave it alone. Just leave it alone. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, come on. You have an, a fantastic product, yet you continually, continuously want to get involved with it and tweak it here and there to try and make it bigger and better. Yes, yeah, some changes are necessary, but some of them aren't. And more importantly, this playoff scenario, this playoff format, it, it isn't necessary. And it just it just has to go. Well, especially this round, because it's like it's not prestigious enough. It doesn't feel like it's a prestigious no. part of the playoffs. I mean, yeah, the next round is I mean, wildcard never really kind of was, but at least it kind of worked to a point yeah. where you're giving somebody a chance. Yeah. Here it just felt like you're giving everybody a chance, didn't it? Anybody, <laughs> yeah, exactly. anybody, and everybody. Yeah, come on, get a particip- participation trophy, and you know, come and have a, a bit of a, a, a knees up with the big wigs. You know, it just felt, it just felt like the prestige has gone out of the playoff setup, mm-hmm. and we had to get out, get rid of this draw, these dross games, just to get into the meaty stuff. And now here we are into the divisional round, and yeah. I agree with you, mate. It just needs looking at. Um, they've got to sort it out. You do yeah. know it's going to go the other way. They're more it, likely to win than more. Than the seventh. Yeah, yeah. You just know it's going to happen. Games. They're going to say, "Oh, we get the second seed, their buy back, but we're going to introduce another playoff team. There's going to be eight playoff teams." <laughs> I, I give up. I, I just don't understand how you could potentially have a league where half the teams make the playoffs. Like, what is the point in the regular season if you're going to have half the teams making the playoffs? Yeah, there, there, there is no point. People yeah, point to the no NBA. Point. Go, well, it happens in the NBA. In fact, you get over fifty percent of the teams in the playoffs. Yeah, but what happens every single year? The one seed plays the eight seed, and the eight seed get battered in six, <laughs> five or six games. Yeah, sometimes four. That's what happens, and it's not particularly good to watch. It's a foregone conclusion, and that's what these games were this weekend, especially in the case of the Bucks and the Chiefs game. Yeah, but anyways, um, let's move on from that. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to say actually before we leave that, yes, although it was really pretty much boring games, there was some funny things that actually happened this week. 
Yeah. <laughs> First of all, let's just talk about uh, the the bills and the um, unfortunate adult toy that landed in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people that screenshotted that at that moment in time, um, yeah. and wanting to be the first to report that there was a uh, adult toy on mm-hmm. the uh, on the. Go on, go on. Use the nickname that you saw. You can use that nickname because that's technically not its name. Yeah, the the the, uh, the nickname that's going around is a Bildo. <laughs> 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 just tell me that. I thought it was a good name for it. Whoever dreamt, dreamt that up, that was brilliant. Um, but apparently that's not the first time that a, a Bildo has, uh, has been thrown on the field before, apparently. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? First of all, you've got that guy in Jacksonville a few weeks ago who's dressed like Trevor Lawrence standing in the end zone when they're scoring a touchdown. And then all of a sudden in Buffalo, you've got a Bildo. <laughs> I love that time. <laughs> being thrown into the thrown into the end zone it's almost my my fa- most favorite bildo moment but i think there's a there's another moment that's famous here in england regarding an adult toy shall we say and um it goes back to what we have over here something called transfer deadline day we talked about it on a show many many months ago one of our first um great british chief shows for our Ed pride it's where transfer deadline day is is the day when it's the deadline for making transfers in football. <laughs> to put it, to put it bluntly. Um, it's the last uh, day that you can spend yeah, so your it's cash. The, it's the final day. You've got that one day to spend as much money as you can, buy players then. After that, deadline closes. You can't buy any more players. Well, Sky Sports News, our equivalent, equivalent of ESPN, CBS, that type of thing, they made a huge deal of this. They still do. They make a huge deal of it because it's, they know that their ratings are going to go up. Everyone's tuning in to find out what's going on. And what they used to do, they used to have reporters at training grounds <laughs> and outside football stadiums seeing, oh, Lionel Messi's been seen here, Thierry Henry's been seen here, blah, 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 blah. And they're reporting on it live. And more often than not, they used to ask fans to stand behind them. <laughs> well, originally, the fans were very well behaved. Um, very civil, stand there, clap, yeah, give it all that. But then the fans started to become a little bit more brave and started <laughs> messing with the reporters. And there's a famous clip that you can, go- uh, you can Google or look on YouTube of a Sky Sports News reporter standing there. And all of a sudden, all you can see is this Everton fan appear out of nowhere and run up to the reporter and shove what we called an adult toy or a bildo <laughs> in the ear of the reporter. Uh, well, it's famous. It's a huge, really famous television moment over here. And it... It, it was actually the tipping point for Sky Sports News. From that point there on, they decided that they would no longer report in front of fans and actually went inside training grounds and inside stadiums. And the pun the there. Spot the pun, the tipping problem. point. <laughs> <laughs> he got a buzz out of it. Oh, I just, I really hope that people have just paused this show and just gone to YouTube and typed to Sky Sports News adult toy. Um, I just really hope they have. And if they have, leave a five star review. Tell us what you thought of the video. Yeah. Because uh, then um, Tom bringing that to re- into your life. <laughs> specifically mention what happens in the video and say what you thought about it. Because then Pete has to read it on the editor's show, not knowing what it's about, because I doubt, I doubt he listens to us. So. <laughs> If you want to hear Pete Sweeney talking about an adult toy on next week's editor's show, then uh, like, you know what, what to do. What, what are they on about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it, it was a great moment. It really was. Um, and and clearly the Bills, uh, Bill 
Bildor moment was a was a funny one as well, which um, a lot of people are remembering. But the other the other funny thing that happened in the playoffs, and the last thing that I'm going to talk about on the playoffs for this, is the Cowboys calamity right at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't watch the game, but you told me. Brad, if you watch, if you don't, if you watch anything today, watch the end of the Cowboys game <laughs> of just how crazy an ending it was, and it really was. I mean, it. <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott apparently he's, he's apologized in the in the media to the media as well at the moment about the, his comments about the referees, but um, I can understand how he feels because he's. He's he's trying to win a game. Emotions are running high, and the the game ends like it does, right? I mean, he, I know he I know he can't he can't blame the refs for that. Clearly not. But he had to <laughs> at least he had to get some frustration out. I think, and and to see how that was done at the end, I don't know what the what that referee was doing. He was trying to put the the ball through his legs. He was trying to snap it himself, wasn't he? <laughs> the referee. The referee is not to blame in this situation not, whatsoever. The Cowboys funny. cannot spot their own ball. They <laughs> have to pass it to a referee, and the referee has to spot it in line with the side judge. I just yeah. don't I just don't understand why the Cowboys fans are so angry at the referees. Why Dak no. Prescott is so angry at the referees. Yeah, they called a tip for tack game, but it was six to one, half a dozen other. Swings yeah. and roundabouts. Things happen like this in the playoffs. The referees, referees certainly weren't biased towards the 49ers. That Prescott should be venting his frustration at Kellen Moore for, for calling a QB draw with 14 seconds left. They had more than enough time to take two shots at the end zone. They were lucky they were in that situation anyway, because the 49ers certainly helped them out with that to, to allow them to have the opportunity to go down and win the game. But when they were in such a prime position, the Cowboys, 14 seconds, two shots at the end zone from about 35, 40 yards. More than I like that. Like, yeah. as far as last minute um, comebacks go you, you, it's a small chance you can make it but it's still a chance it's still an opportunity go and put your biggest bestest pass catchers up against smaller DBs and see what you can make happen mm-hmm. loads of time but they took that away for themselves not because the referee took a time, took a while to <laughs> spot spot the ball it was just a terrible play call and like it was, it was comical like the whole thing was just so funny from the arc from the window Letting too much sunlight causing uh, Cowboys receivers to drop passes to to the coaches calling that play calls. I actually put it in this week's power rankings. It's like I don't understand how an architect or a coach hasn't been fired in Dallas in the last three days because the whole thing was just calamitous. Like Jerry Jones, you are never getting your Super Bowl whilst you continue to hire people like Mike McCarthy and a blind architect. It's just not going to happen. Architect. <laughs> Oh man! Right, okay. We'll leave the uh, the playoff talk there, but we'll get on to the Steelers game because uh, this game, um, I was a little bit nervous at the beginning of this game, um, and I think you and I both were. And I, in fact, I know you you were as well because we were on a Zoom call together, weren't we? We were watching this early hours of the morning with our yeah. good friend Sam, and this first quarter was, oh my God, what's going on? This Chiefs team has reverted back to kind of what it was at the beginning of the season. We can't get anything going. Mahomes can't click with, uh, with with his receivers. It just felt as though history was almost repeating again, wasn't it? Yeah. Big shout out to McCall Hardman for um, getting this team going in another playoff game. 
Yeah, inadvertently um, yeah, going yeah, yeah, so this this guy just finds a way to get this team going in the playoffs. It, it happened against the Texans, 24-0 down. He has the big kickoff return and, yeah. you know, that sparked some life into his team. They went on and scored 28 unanswered points in the, in the second quarter of that game. And then this one on Sunday, <laughs> the Chiefs are drawing nil-nil, tying nil-nil. McCole Hardman, Daryl Williams... They uh, run the read option with McCall Hardman at uh, QB and they fumble. TJ Watt scores. And next thing you know, they woke a beast. <laughs> the, Chiefs, the, the, the Chiefs were the Chiefs. So, yeah, before we get into specifics, I just want to shout out McCall Hardman for being the catalyst for yet another dominant playoff victory. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a, a shaky start, very uh, worrying start. And... I can completely sympathise with everybody in Chief Kingdom on, on at the beginning of that because, come on, be honest, mate. That 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 start was not not great, was it? I mean, I didn't I didn't actually think that we were going to lose the game. No, I didn't think that in the back of my mind at all. I I knew that the Steelers weren't that good, but when it was the Chiefs beating themselves again, I was thinking, yeah. oh god, here we go again. <laughs> you know, the Chiefs yeah. are doing it to themselves. They're going to make it hard work for themselves. And you know, if that if that game suddenly, if we were like fourteen points down, yeah, again, I still believe that the Chiefs are going to come back from that and you know rectify the problems. But it was it just felt like oh god, it was it's going to happen again. But it had the op- opposite effect. It just suddenly ignited this team to go. Oh come on, let's let's stop faffing about. Yeah, let's stop it with the. Well, I was going to say let's stop it with these trick plays, but later on they did do some more trick plays, didn't they? In, um, with Travis Kelsey, but we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, but yeah, not there wasn't a point there where I thought we're not going through to the next round here. No, but my frustrations were more um, about the bigger picture as opposed to that particular game. Like you, I believe the Chiefs would win that game, even when TJ Watt scored that touchdown. I I wasn't worried. Yeah. at all like I was frustrated but I wasn't worried about that particular game my my frustrations normally probably come from the fact that the Bills were so dominant the night before yeah against the Patriots and I think that was swaying my thinking a little bit because we talk about teams getting hot coming into the playoffs and then trying to carry that through where the Bills has have come in quite hot into the playoffs and at that point we already knew that the Bill um that the Bills would be our opponents so I, I think it stemmed from there. We wanted to see the Chiefs at least match what the Bills done the night before. Yeah. Um, or certainly try and get up there. And they just weren't. They come out really slow out the gates. And like maybe the Chiefs just thought, this this Steelers team, they don't deserve to be here. And they were trying to get, get through a game with their B-plus mm. performance. And at the time, it, it just wasn't good enough. They, they couldn't get anything going on offense. Every time they got the ball into a favorable position, they turned it over or a bonehead drop or a, a penalty or something just ended up pushing them back we were punting when we probably shouldn't have been uh, why we were scared of Ben Roethlisberger getting the ball at halfway line I, I do not know like after seeing the, them go like three and out four times in a row well, what are we doing there like let's put some faith in this defense and put some faith in the offensive guys and go for it but when McCall Hardman and Daryl Williams had their moment, something happened. The, the, you said you put it rightly. They had that stop faffing about moment. Let's just get stop on with faffing this. about and and let, let let's deal with this. And I think the whole team, the the lot, defense, offense, just all just like decided actually no, this B plus performance isn't going to be good enough. We need to take this up. Let's get let's get the Steelers 
our A game for 10 and a half minutes and then this game will be over and it's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. This game actually threw up quite a a few new things that we haven't actually really seen during the season. Um, You mentioned it when we were watching via the Zoom Zoom call. There was a a, a lovely fade, wasn't there, Uh, for a touchdown. And it's not something that the Chiefs are really kind of renowned for with, with, you know, like a, a player like that. But Jim Mahomes throwing a pump fake. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. God. Yeah. I just needed my adult toy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's um it's just rare to see that kind of root combination. Yeah, like, it's, weird. It's, just, it's it's not often that you see like you see Patrick Mahomes get guys with his eyes. Mm. Very rarely does he get guys with his arm. And you just had like I just cannot remember the last time you saw a receipt like, run into the end zone and just have a ball drop into his lap. Yeah. Literally like, on his lap, wouldn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't happen with this Chiefs offense. We've said for you, like, do you remember the years watching Brady and well, you can still watch it now, but Brady and Gronk when they were that absolute peak of their powers. Every time it got to like 10 within 10 yards, you would just be like, all right, off you go, Gronk run a fade and then just let him body a guy out and let, let let him win. It was just nice to see receivers kind of do the same. And obviously it helps when you've got Patrick Mahomes throwing one hell of a pump fake in there. Let's yeah. see more of the same. It's, it's a little bit something else adding to the arsenal. Maybe they've been saving that for the whole season. Maybe they thought maybe giving it out in the playoffs. And That's what I've been wondering, yeah. I've been wondering really? like you, like whether they've actually thought, you know, we'll keep that, we'll save that. Maybe they've, they've opened up a special... Playoff playbook that is like you know it's it's been sat in a glass case in our, one hour, hour ahead drive just waiting for the playoffs to start and and you know in case of emergency break glass and Andy yeah. Reid just smashed the glass and brought out this wonderful playbook because it wasn't just that play there was other plays in there that were just like this is vintage the vintage Chiefs that we're watching vintage yeah. is in like the last five years but the uh, the other thing that was that was really, really a plus point, and it's something that I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I've been crying out for this team to use more often, screens. Yeah. Using Jarek McKinnon in screens. I mean, um, I, I actually saw a tweet today from Ron Cock, who uh, obviously works for Arrowhead Pride as well, and he did a, a video kind of montage of, of the screens that were put together, and they were brilliant. It was just everything worked. We got massive chunk plays out of them. Mm-hmm. Everything is just, it just felt different this time. It felt like yeah. we're in playoff mode now. We flicked the switch. We're out of the season mode. We were in cruising mode back then, but now we're in playoff mode. And I just think it's, it's it, this playbook has injected some life into the Chiefs finally. See, I, I, I hear this point a lot about saving stuff for the playoffs, but. <laughs> I really struggle with this thought process because if the Chiefs had like had the number one seed locked up and they had battered every team with the regular season slash boring version of the playoff, yeah, uh, playbook, then then I kind of get it. But the Chiefs were like bad at one point this season, like <laughs> yeah, genuinely really bad on offense for about two, three, four weeks. Yeah. But we didn't see this playbook then. Surely that's when this playbook was needed because there was so much at risk. Yeah. I, I, I do, I struggle with the thought process of it. Oh, he's whacked out this playbook now, save for the playoffs. I just think, I think it's more so to do with confidence in the offense itself and how they're playing as to whether he tries 
these these certain things, whether he brings out certain plays. If he knows that the offense is cooking, yeah, and they're more likely to execute how he asks, maybe that's why he brings out the play, the plays. Not necessarily because the situation uh, dictates to it, because they're in the playoffs. Because I, I, do, you, do you know what I'm sa- trying to say? Because, no, like, I don't, mate. Because I'm, I'm still yeah, stuck on this fabled playoff book that's yeah, in the last yeah. case. That's what I'm. That's what yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing. I want to see it in gold or something. You know, just when you open it up, it goes. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought it was going to be like some holy grail. Oh. It is, yeah. That is holy grail. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, do you know what? Do you know what? I was meant to do holy grail music, then I was just doing the Halo main theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> Getting your wires crossed there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you don't destroy that vision, mate. Just don't destroy that vision of, of me having this what? wonderful playbook that just Andy Reid gets out now and again. And they've all got hoods on. They all come round. <laughs> all of them. Candles in their hand. <laughs> putting, putting Derek Carr as a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the football gods. Do you know what? Getting... I don't think they've um, sacrificed Derek Carr. I just think they might have sacrificed Derek Carr's hair um, hairdresser. <laughs> Jesus, when was the last time that dude saw a barber? Come on, <laughs> he looks like a tramp. He does. <laughs> you know what? Did you not see what they were calling it? They were calling it the Home Alone Ball, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um... <laughs> one of the wet bandits was it? Um, yeah. What was his name? Not Marv. The other one. It was Marv, wasn't it? It's Marv, yeah. Marv, Marv, and, uh, and they had uh, Burrow as as Kevin. It <laughs> 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 was funny. It really looks like quite good. Yeah, it is good. That's the thing with this. Everyone seems to have had a bit of a fun with it as well, haven't they? They seem to have had a bit of fun with all of the uh, all of the playoffs, uh, especially in this this round. It's 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 almost kind of been Mickey taken in a way, but the uh, this divisional round is definitely going to be the serious part of it. But um, going back to the game, going back to the Steelers. Um, a couple of more plays that we want to talk about here is um, clearly the Travis Kelsey one to uh, was it Pringle, was it Pringle, wasn't it? Yeah, um, they passed two. Um, he could have thrown DeMarcus it, with Robinson. it might have been Demarcus Robinson. I can't remember who it was, I can't remember who it was now. It was just a wonderful play. Um, and he's been waiting nine years for that, <laughs> been waiting for nine years for a touchdown pass. And Patrick Mahomes clearly wanted. A receiving touchdown as well, so they could have had yeah. two for one in in one play there, didn't they? But Kelsey yeah. was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to take the real easy option here and just throw a touchdown." I was pretty annoyed because I remember being on this show. One of my bold predictions was that Patrick Mahomes was going to catch a touchdown pass this year, and yeah. uh, I thought that was going to be the moment. He was wide open. It was. Like, I know, I know, you shouldn't probably risk Patrick Mahomes in the uh, passing game, <laughs> to especially in the playoffs. But he was wider than wide open, and. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't have blamed Travis if he did, Paul. And Paul I think he had Andy Reid in his ear going, nope. <laughs> 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 nope, don't you dare. <laughs> uh, it would, yeah, it would have been funny, actually, to see the reaction of Andy Reid had he gone yeah. against his wishes in court and Patrick Mahomes ended up catching a touchdown pass, it, albeit in a really safe way. But, uh, yeah, it would have been interesting to hear what Andy Reid said after the game because... Uh, I don't think he would have been best pleased about <laughs> putting Patrick in in harm's way. Yeah, man. <laughs> even though he's Travis wide Kelsey, open. Travis Kelsey would have min- been minced up for a hamburger. <laughs> 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 uh, 
but no, it was a great, it was great. That it was really good, and and I didn't actually see uh, his mum interviewed him after the game. Did you see that as well? Yeah, uh, Mama Kelsey was there. Um, I mean, credit to her as well for being at the game uh, because she was over at the Eagles game, wasn't she? Watching Jason Kelsey, and then she flew over to KC um, and watched Travis Kelsey and and managed to get to see the the touchdown pass that he threw. So uh, you know, it was it was brilliant for, from her and and the family point standpoint. You know, really good. Yeah, well, her sons have delivered her a very lavish lifestyle. So it's well, literally- yeah. <laughs> like, come on, let's uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, it, it's your mum at the end of the day, you know. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, your mum was and a lot of mums would do the same. Like, yeah. you know, really good. Like, well done, Mama Kelsey. <laughs> but you kind of expect it. <laughs> like, yeah, come on, you kind of expect it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you want limos and everything there, don't you? Like, you know, you want all of that. Yeah, you want all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they bought back Concord for uh, Travis Kelsey's mum just so he could make the game. <laughs> Can you imagine Concord landing in KC airport? <laughs> it's not yeah, the biggest, yeah. is it? It's not the biggest airport. <laughs> um, yeah, again, sidetracked again. Um, we'll go back to the game. But um, one other player that I really, really wanted to talk about um, was something that really got us off our seats. And it was the Nick Allegretti touchdown. The big man touchdown, which mm-hmm. it was almost Joe Valerio-esque type of football wasn't it and believe it or not he wears the same number as well yeah i'm just wondering whether you knew who that was before sunday <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> no i know i actually knew of him um because i i've i've looked him up before and i've watched some of the some of the games where he's played and i do remember his face he's got a very recognizable face but when they mentioned joe valeri i thought hang on a minute i know about him so i'm gonna have to go back and check on check up on him but um Amazing how uh, the Chiefs had that confidence again, isn't it, to to dial up something like that, um, yeah. and how Allegretti managed to hold up JJ Watt, sling him TJ. to the ground. TJ, eh? TJ, eh? don't be Al Michaels. It's TJ Watt. Poor TJ, TJ Watt. Was getting... What did I say? But I said, you you said JJ. Poor TJ Watt was being called JJ Watt all through the road. <laughs> well, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So come on, give me his credit. He's better. TJ than Watt. It's TJ. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll cut that out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he, yeah, he, ma- he managed to hold up TJ Watt, TJ Watt, sling him to the ground, TJ Watt, and just be wide open in the end zone. And it was just beautiful. It was just magnificent how how all that I like kind of played out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed. Why are you annoyed? There was no need to run that play there and then. No, yeah, I kind of agree with you there. They could have used like, it. Why aren't, times, they? why aren't we saving that for the Bills? Like, well, they might. They might have some other kind of, you know, roots or other kind of angles that they're going <laughs> to. Might, there might be another meeting this week with more hoods and more playbooks going un- <laughs> unboxed this weekend, for all we know. But yeah, like, don't use your best stuff. Not, yeah. not quite yet. Save, save it for this week. There was no need to pile on on the uh, Steelers with those type of plays. As fun as it was, and it was a lot of fun, it reminded me of the Dontari Poe touchdown against the oh, uh, yeah. Broncos on Christmas Day when the Chiefs absolutely had no need to run yeah. that play whatsoever. Like they just decided to yeah. pile on on the Broncos. That's kind of what it felt like. The, the, the Andy Reid just was like one of the like show his big balls at that time, and he's like, like this is this is this is me. This is yeah. what I can do to any team at any point. And uh, yeah, by the way, he's back up left guard and centre. 
for a, a catch a touchdown pass. It's just, it was the most bonkers game. Yeah. From how poorly it started to how quickly it got out of hand and to how much the Chiefs were taking the Mickey out of the Steelers by the end of it. It was just, it was just, it was, it was fun. Like, yeah. let's be honest, but for everything that I'm saying about two versus seven, it was fun for us. It wasn't <laughs> it was. fun for anyone else, but for us Chiefs fans, it was fun to see our team play like that for a little while. Do I still do I agree with the game going ahead? Absolutely not. But as ter- in terms of a, a game that we have to play, if that's what we had to part with, then I'm absolutely fine with it. It, it. it is what it is at this point. Yes, I didn't want the game to go ahead, but when the Chiefs finally got into gear, they started firing all cylinders, and it was just it, it was just a mistake. And it was and it was it was good fun to watch. It was it was a piss take for Ben Roethlisberger's final game in the NFL. This is what you're gonna miss, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, respect where respect's due. You know, you, you you've got to say that Ben Roethlisberger has had a very good career in the NFL, a glittering career in the NFL. He's been you know, one of the most devastating quarterbacks to watch and and teams play against, but he's been a patch of his former self, hasn't he? Uh, in the in the last couple of seasons, let's say, um, it's been it's it's been a couple of seasons too long for Ben Roethlisberger, and <laughs> I thought Andy Reid was going to go easy on him. <laughs> he just clearly yeah. didn't, did he? <laughs> yeah, at the end. Um... When they were trying to score a touchdown to get him that final yeah. passing touchdown of his career, I did find it funny that Spags just wasn't like he was having none of it, was he? He's <laughs> just like, yeah, no, you're not having this drive. <laughs> it, it, it's not going to happen. Um, a bit ruthless. I probably would have. Nah, actually, nah, no, I wouldn't have. Nah, would let him I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad they done what they did. I, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was good fun. Yeah, if he didn't want to retire then, they made him retire after that game, really, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. He put yeah, it in, sure. un, in in no doubt at all in his mind that he's thinking, yeah, I've got to get out of this game now because it's, it's <laughs> yeah. passed me by massively now. It's a young man's game. <laughs> That's what he was coming away saying. <laughs> if he had any second thoughts about thinking, do you know what, I might give it another season. <laughs> that game was like, nah, nailed, it. nailed in for sure. Oh, right then. What a good start to the show, mate. Um <laughs> We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll look at the Hourhead Pride Power Rankings, and then we'll look towards the Buffalo Bills in the divisional playoff matchup. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. We're going to look at the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings this time. And a bit of a difference in this one, because I normally go for the top five, and I know ask who's top and who's bottom, etc., etc. But let's just look at the top eight this week, obviously with it due to the uh, the playoffs. Um, the top eight this week, Tom. Let's start from eight and work our way up. Let's let's okay. do it like Colin Cowherd, but better. Okay, so to be clear, this this top eight are the remaining eight. The Arrowhead Pride team firmly believe that the the remaining eight are the best eight in the NFL, and I, I tend to tend to agree based on what we've seen last few weeks. So in at eight are San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I I didn't have them there themselves. I had them a little bit higher, but I think. I think they're a dangerous team. Right? The the Packers hate playing the 49ers in the playoffs. They've had so many bad memories of playing them. They'll be looking to um, avenge some previous losses there. So, yeah, the 49ers at eight. And then seven, Cincinnati Bengals, they've dropped um, recently. I think people are buying into the hype a bit too much earlier on when they beat the Chiefs, but they kind of come down a pick or two. Then in six, the Tennessee Titans, they must be the most disrespected number one seed of all time. Considering yeah. the Packers are number one, spoiler alert, in this list, and the Titans are sick, it's, it, it, it's mad. It's mad to me, but, you know, here's what it is. I can agree it, with that, though. I can agree with the way they're placed, though. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll have this conversation next week. Um, <laughs> in in fifth, the LA Rams. In fourth, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then this is where it gets interesting. Who's higher out in the Bills and the Chiefs? Originally, if you asked me this question during the first quarter of the Chiefs game or after the first quarter of the Chiefs game, I would have said the Buffalo Bills. Mm. But then the Chiefs come out, done what they've done, um, proved themselves to, that they can be dominant again. And they're in the number two and the Bills are number three. Whoever wins will be number two next week, for sure. Um, a lot of people are talking about this Chiefs-Bills game as the AFC Championship game, which I think is a tad disrespectful. To the Titans, uh, as I don't. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> uh, I do think it's a tad disrespectful to, to the Titans, but um, I can't say it too much because just I did actually say that in the rankings themselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll openly admit that I am disrespectful sometimes. So it's absolutely fine. <laughs> sometimes. So the Packers number one, huh? I, I would agree with that. I think the Packers are looking very strong at the minute. So. Uh, yeah. Oh well. No, I would actually agree. Kind of agree with that. That Arrowhead Pride power ranking. I really would. Um, I watched the Colin Cowherd one recently, and I was like, "What is he doing? <laughs> Where is he going with that?" Um, but yeah, the AP one. I think it's a bit more realistic. I think for that. Right then, divisional playoff. We're here against the Bills. It didn't go particularly well in the seasonal game. Uh, the Chiefs were obviously going through a bit of a rut. Bit of a bit of a. Uh, almost like a, a fact-finding mission for themselves, wasn't it? Trying to find themselves a little bit in this season. And the Bills, it's fair to say that they can't pour strips off us at that point, uh, winning 38-20. Um, now, I know fans can blame the, the fact that the Chiefs' defence wasn't great. I'll agree with that. It wasn't great. Um, but throwing in the fact that it was injuries and stuff, yeah, I can kind of understand in a way that, you know, you've got some players with knocks, you've got some some injured players not 
probably playing as many snaps, etc. Um, I think I know CEH actually got injured early this game, wasn't it? So there's your, your kind of number one RB is is out of the game. I think Chelsea got uh, Chelsea Kelsey got knocked later on with a bit of a concussion, but again he played most of the game already anyway. So. Yeah. I don't think it was down to the injuries. I, th- I just think it was down to the Chiefs just clearly not being on the same page. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's hard for me to sit here and put too much stock into a game that happened what, three and a half months ago. Yeah, October, mate. Yeah. All right. These teams are completely different. The yeah. Bills are a completely different team. The Chiefs are a completely different team than they were back in October or the end of September, whenever the game was played. So it's hard for me to sit and go, oh, we're going to lose because we lost in week five. Yeah. I know that's what Bills fans are thinking. Bills fans are looking at that week five game. Oh, they've been and, screenshotting it. And and they're using that as well. Of course we're going to win. Look what we've done to you already this season. Yeah. Well, we could turn around and say, well, look what happened five games before that or six games before that in the AFC Championship game last year. Look what happened the last time these two teams actually met in the playoffs. Yeah. Very similar squads. These rosters haven't changed that much, apart from the Chiefs offensive line, of course. Haven't changed that much in the last 12 months. And the Chiefs absolutely dominated the Bills. But that's not what sport is. You can't play sport in the past. It, it's, it, we're not Liverpool fans. Like We can't <laughs> carry on going on about the past. The past is pretty much irrelevant right now. We need to concentrate on the present and how do you assess these two teams right now. Mm. What I see is two teams that are extremely evenly matched. Yeah. On their day offensively, can be the best team in the league. Uh, that on their day defensively, they can be a top five unit. It's just about what happens on the day, what whose mind is right, who's less nervous, mm. who turns up on the day. And up until this weekend, I felt the I felt the Bills were more locked in, more wired in to get into the Super Bowl. I felt like they kind of was like the 2019 Chiefs. Yeah. Had that whole Thinking of destiny, they deserve to be there. It's only a matter of time they're going to get there. Probably hungrier than the Chiefs, it's safe to say. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think we saw something in the second quarter of this, this Steelers game, in the third quarter of this Steelers game, where the Chiefs kind of announced themselves on this season a little Feeling bit. Feeling we, naughty. We've said that a few times this year. We said it against the Raiders, we said it against the Chargers, but they're regular season games. This was the playoffs. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we, we look at this Chiefs team and think, yeah, they really do want to win. Like Andy Reid talked about it like last, a couple of days ago, mm. about it being chocolate cake, and they want more <laughs> chocolate cake. Yeah. And all they want to do is to stop the Bills from stealing their cake. And I, 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 I this. This is the hardest game of the season to predict. It without is. Without a shadow of a doubt. I agree, yeah. I've been, I've been going back and forth on this one when we get to a prediction where I felt like the week five game was a really easy game to predict mm. because the Chiefs were playing so bad at the time. The Bills were playing pretty hard. They built their roster to beat the Chiefs. They were they were just a better team than the Chiefs that they in week five. So I found that kind of easy. In fact, I predicted on this show that the Chiefs would lose that game. I predicted on the AP website that they would lose that game, and they did. But this time around, I'm having a real tough time picking the winner because both teams are just elite, like yes. so so good. They played themselves. They played each other ten times. Your maximum one team winning is six. 
Like, it, 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 there's no, none of these teams are going to win seven, eight, nine games against each other. It's going to be like six out of ten at the absolute most. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it is going to be difficult because, um, like I said, in the previous game, in well, not not the Chiefs Bills previous game, but in the previous game, obviously in the wild card, the super wild card, both teams really kind of just drowned out the the, the opposition, didn't they? But like you said, you'd expect that with the class or the caliber of the team they were playing against. But yeah. watching the, the Bills, um, we've said it time and time again, and and I know you said it as well. The Bills are set up to beat the Chiefs. They look as though they are as dynamic as the Chiefs. They look as though they look as though they've got the the the, the weapons like the Chiefs have. Um, they just seem as though if they can get Josh Allen to play like Patrick Mahomes in a big game like this, because we saw it in the in the the last you know the, the last time he's met in the playoffs that Josh Allen didn't really show up. And that's what kind of affected this. It stuttered the team, doesn't it? It completely ground them to a halt and the Chiefs had the way with them. So with Josh Allen revisiting now ahead again, is that going to be a factor in this? I think this this, this really does come down to two quarterbacks. And it's, it's, it's easy to say that, especially analysis and stuff like that. It is easy to say that it's quarterback versus quarterback. But this really is down to if both quarterbacks play the best level of football, we could be in for an absolute magical game. No doubt. If both, if both quarterbacks turn up and play their A game, then oh. good, luck, good luck defenses. But I don't expect both quarterbacks to play their A game. No. I think one of them will. I just don't know which one will. Obviously, we've seen it in the past that Mahomes in the playoffs is like sound. But this version of Josh Allen that we're seeing at the moment is, is unplayable. Yeah. Whether it's through the air or on the ground, he is moving the sticks and moving this team into the end zone at will at the moment. And it just comes down to him, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, like, we can talk about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes will be Patrick Mahomes. That's fine. But this game hangs on how Josh Allen plays. It does. The whole, the whole game. How he if handles Josh that. Allen, if Josh Allen is bad, the Chiefs will walk this game. Yeah. If Josh Allen is really good, and been playing how he has been, then Patrick Mahomes is going to have to be a Patrick Mahomes we've not seen in the playoffs before. Better than any Patrick Mahomes we've seen before. Yeah. Because, if we're being honest, the Bills are probably slightly more complete than the Chiefs. They yeah. probably have slightly more on defence than the Chiefs. Offensively, they're just moving the ball. Like to, to what, wasn't it seven touchdown drives in a row? That scored against the yeah, yeah, they didn't have a punt or a Bill field Bill Belichick led Patriots defence. Yeah. That's something that Patrick Mahomes hasn't done against Bill Belichick. Mm. He's had success in at quarter of the time or in second half, but he hasn't come out of the gates and dominated Bill Belichick. No. Not once. And you can say, right, he's a divisional opponent. The Bills know the Patriots better than anyone, blah, blah, blah. blah. But they were dominant. Yeah. Yeah, the Patriots were bad, but the Bills were just flat scary. And that version of Josh Allen for this Chiefs de- defense, I think it's a bit of a mismatch. I do. I, I think the way that the Chiefs defend running quarterbacks that can pass is a concern to me. Yeah, they've had some success in the past, but people like Jake, they let Jalen Hurts go for how many yards in, in Philadelphia? Mm. They let Lamar Jackson absolutely dominate them this season. Josh Allen has already dominated them once this season. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like the kryptonite for this Chiefs defense, this type of quarterback. So 
if Josh Allen has his, has his A game, then it could be a really long one. Yeah, it really could. Um, and both teams really don't have any issues with their injuries at the minute either. I mean, yeah, there's, there's the odd player and, and some of the you know deeper roster players that have got injuries or picked up injuries. Yeah. But the only noticeable ones at the minute are, for the Chiefs, we've got CEH who is struggling with his shoulder injury at the moment. But it also seems to be that um, Mario Addison as well, their sack leader. Now, that could be a significant point in this game. Their sack leader is actually day-to-day. We've all heard that term before, haven't we? Day-to-day. But um, with Mario Addison now, it, it could be one of those, just one of those little chinks in that armour that we're looking at from the Bills that... And it, it, it's it's obviously something that directly affects how Patrick Mahomes will play as well. If their sack leader's out, you, you'd, you'd expect Patrick Mahomes to be on fire in this game, wouldn't you? Yeah, but he was on fire on Sunday. And he saw more pressure on Sunday than he's seen yeah. in a long time. I think he got sacked three times in the on Sunday. When was the last time that he got sacked three times in a game? Yeah. So the Chiefs' offensive line has been protecting Mahomes pretty well of late, but even still, he can manage to get that ball out. I think it's just, I think the Bills secondary has, like, whoever's running that, that defensive backfield deserves an award because yeah. they lost Trey White and they've not skipped a thing. No, they haven't. Defensively, they're playing so well at the moment against passing off, uh, against anyone that wants to try and pass them. And you've got, like, players like Michael Hyatt, like that yeah. play that he made the other night on Matt Jones. That was not a bad ball by Mac Jones by any means. No. It was it was in a spot. And Mike had just come out of nowhere from the backside and just made an elite play for a safety. That was, was really, brilliant. That was that was lovely, wasn't it? it just picked just literally picked it out of the air, didn't he? It just dropped on him. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and be, oh, this is a really pro Bills podcast. It's not. I just really appreciate good football. Mm-hmm. And the Bills are one of those two. Like we sat here and talked about how, how bad the seven seed were. But we're going to talk about how bad they are. Let's talk about how good the other teams are, the, the ones that deserve to be there. Yeah. The Bills deserve to be there. And this is like a heavyweight clash. We joked earlier about it being the AFC Championship game in waiting. And like, <laughs> yes, whilst I do think that's disrespectful to the Titans, because if they beat the Bengals, they are going to be hosting the AFC Championship game for real. Yeah. This, this game is just, it's just huge. It's the biggest game of the weekend. It's the biggest AFC Championship game we've seen since the 2018 game. Yeah, yeah. Brady versus Mahomes. It definitely is. And it's just, it's an absolute monster of a clash. And I really want to prolong this podcast for as long as I can so I can think about a prediction because I don't really want to hang my hat on the result just yet. <laughs> but no, you're right. It, it is one of those games that, you know, they don't come around too often, and especially when they're coming into the playoffs, you know, and you've got a you've got a, two teams there that you've got to give the Bills respect. We've we've had respect for the Bills for best part of two years already, where we've we you've mentioned it before. You've mentioned that they are almost kind of designed and built themselves to be a chief beater, and here we are. It, 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 this is it. This is the main moment. Is could this be the proof is in the pudding now? Are the Bills? ready to make that next leap into the next part of, of, you know, Josh Allen's career, let's say. Or has he still not got that maturity yet in the playoffs that he can get past somebody like Patrick Mahomes? I mean, we've seen it with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. We've had issues with Tom Brady. Is this going to be Josh Allen is going to have issues with Mahomes for the rest of his career? Isn't it, you know, it's 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 mouth-watering though as well because... Yeah. 
somebody like like us, you know, especially in our uh, you know amateurish kind of uh, view on things. With, uh, with with we are professional podcasters. We are Brad. professional, you know, but you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. I, I mean, you know, we're not prof- we're not coaches or anything like that. But looking at it, <laughs> looking at it as fans, and we enjoy the football and, and seeing a Bills team like this playing some awesome football, just like the Chiefs are playing some awesome football. It's just can you not tell? My mouth is salivating at the fact that we could be watching one of the great playoff games in the making. Yeah, what, who? Not who. Let me rephrase that. How damaging would it be to the Bills if they lost on time? Oh, I like, think it would. I think it would be. I think it would be really damaging. Because what else can they do? Like, if they lose on Sunday, what else can they do to get over the Mahomes mountain? Yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you change how do you change your kind of style of play to try and beat the Chiefs? Is is the answer? getting the number one seed next year and trying to get them into Buffalo, get the Chiefs into Buffalo. They're trying to yeah. avoid them as much as they can, yeah. <laughs> is that the answer? Like, it's, it's potentially really damaging for the Bills because they lose this game. They're going to think, what's the answer? Yeah. How do we get past this one particular man? How do we get past this one opponent? Do they mm. have to wait for Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill to, to move on? Do they have to wait for Randy Reid to retire? Is that when their window comes? They're not going to be that that patient, surely, before they make changes. It's it's a, it's a big game for Buffalo. Like the Chiefs can lose on su- the Chiefs can lose on Sunday, and we'll be like, okay, it wasn't the season we were hoping for. Mm. I always think that the, the floor should be the AFC Championship game and appearance yeah. in the AFC Championship game for the Chiefs. I think that's that that is the standard, the minimum. And if we don't make it, fine, it's a bad season from our point of view. But you always believe that the Chiefs will be able to get back. Like if there's 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 things that are wrong with this team that are fixable yeah. in the off season, where the Bills feel like they've kind of already gone all in to beat the Chiefs, to overcome the Chiefs. They've built their team literally to beat us. Yeah. They have got acquired players, they've acquired pass rushers, they've acquired DBs to beat Patrick Mahomes. And if they don't do it again. Yeah, and they've got more explosive on offense to go toe to toe, potentially outscore Patrick Mahomes. If they don't do it this year, is it back to the drawing board for them? I just don't. I don't know what they do. Do they come back with the same plan next year and try and overcome Patrick Mahomes again the same way? Like, what does Einstein say that something to do with insanity? Definition of insanity is trying the same thing twice and expecting the same results. Is that is that what we're looking at? Are we are we looking at the start of Josh Allen and Sean McDermott? Being sectioned, like is this what we're gonna? <laughs> this is what we're looking at. How do we beat them? How do we beat them? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. It's um, it it is it is a pivotal moment for them, um, but not much so for the Chiefs if they lose this game. But I still want to win this game. I still want to. I still want kind of like. Yeah, sure. I still want to kind of like knock them down a peg or two as well because they have got this arrogance suddenly coming back now you can tell from the fan base that they are very very arrogant about this because of the previous game in the season and we've seen a lot of that on social media and you know the way that some of the media is going on as well about you know this, could this be the moment that that the bills really turn on turn on the style beat Mahomes and and that's it it's start of a new dynasty you know we've all heard it before about other teams before in the past haven't we but Tell you what, let's get on to um, ones to watch, shall we? Um, 
I'm going to go with, for the Bills, I've liked him in the last game. I really did like him in the last game. And he, he's he's a big guy as well. Dawson Knox. I'm going to go with him. Dan Sorensen killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dawson Knox. He's, he looks like a bit of a threat, especially with the fact that, uh, you know, our DB's not really on the tall side, uh, let's say. But, uh, yeah, Dawson Knox is a man mountain. Vertically he, challenged. Vertically so challenged. <laughs> put it nicely but yeah I think he's the one that scares me uh, the most what about you My, the one to watch is Josh Allen I, I <laughs> can't say what I was saying about Josh Allen and not having the one to watch he is he is the B-O-N-N-O of this game yeah. but the one that I'm watching is actually um, F.A. Obama the British yeah. player that we get shoved down our throats all the time <laughs> like I like F.A. Obama I've heard him yeah. in a lot of movies and really good guy Great guy, yeah. Extremely humble, uh, but it's not his fault that NFL UK throw him in our faces all the time. <laughs> he is the poster boy for the NFL in the UK before it was JHIE, yeah, and now it's FA Obada, yeah. And I just, I, if FA Obada sacks Patrick Mahomes on Sunday, oh, can you imagine? I am going to have to delete my social, <laughs> or, like just unfollow and mute and block NFL UK, anything related to the NFL in the UK because it will be unbearable even if the Chiefs batter the Bills 30 to 10 it won't matter in NFL UK's mind no. if FA Obada gets a sack be all so over he's it, the one I'm going to be watching if he's rushing against Andrew Wiley or Orlando Bloom Orlando Bloom Orlando Brown Orlando Bloom they better win they, they better win because I, I can't deal with the NFL UK socials if FA Obada gets a sack what about the Chiefs? I'm going to go with uh, Nicole Hardman this time because he was actually the best receiver in the previous game with 76 yards, nine receptions. So, yeah, if uh, if he gets that kind of product- productivity and Tyreek Hill kind of gets similar or 100 yards or whatever and Kelsey's the same, I think McCall Hardman could be the key. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my tune on McCall Harden a little bit. What, what are we doing? Come on. Um, yeah, well, uh, we mentioned it earlier, McCall Hardman, the catalyst, the Chiefs, great playoff performances. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watch what he does. Yeah. My one to watch. We do a Tyron Matthew game. Yeah. When was the last time we had a Tyron Matthew game? Like, you never hear his voice anymore. Not his no. voice. You never, hear, you never hear his name mentioned anymore. Ever. Not really. No. Like, he's kind of gone good. into the shadows a little bit this year. I and mean, considering this is a contract year for him, it's not his fault. I'm sure it's all assignment based. But come on, let, let, let's, let's, let's have a Tyron game. When Tyron Matthew has a big game, the Chiefs tend to be. So yeah. Let, let's let, let Tyron Matthew eat. Come on, let him be the honey badger. Yeah. Um, I don't know what specifically that means in terms of scheme, but we need to unlock. Tyron Matthew as we've seen him before we need this 2019 version of Tyron Matthew when he just appeared everywhere Yeah, amazing in the running that season, amazing in the playoffs we need this version of Tyron Matthew because the current version whilst he's good and it's probably a good thing that you're not hearing his name mentioned because it means that he's doing his job properly Yeah, we need to see like, the explosive version of Tyron Matthew yeah. we're going to need all hands on deck for this particular offensive, oppo- uh, offensive opponent so let's get our best defensive player involved and let him 
you make a play ball. Sorry, Chris Jones, our best defensive player. But, you know, <laughs> no, best in the backfield, should we say. Best DB. Best <laughs> DB. Let, let's, let's see Tyron Matthew making some plays. And if he does make plays, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Right. A difficult moment, mate. Predictions. I'm going to go with Chiefs 28, Bills 21. No. <laughs> long silence, long pause. What you you don't want to say it here. <laughs> the slow start on the weekend really concerned me. Is it? Yeah. How can I go against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? I'm gonna do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chiefs Kingdom. Cancel don't. me now. No, I don't. Don't you're not gonna do it, are you? I do. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I think the Bills are gonna win. Oh, that's it. It's the cornerbacks have been challenged That's recently. The, Chief, the, Chief, the Chiefs cornerbacks have been challenged recently and aren't exactly stepping up to the mark too much in the moment. Stephen Biggs is elite. Josh Allen is playing elite. Dawson Knox is a problem. Um, the defense is very good and the Chiefs simply have too many bad drives. They have a lot of good drives, but they have too many bad drives. And this feels like a season for the Bills where they're kind of destined to, to make the Super Bowl. Um, yes, they've already beaten the Chiefs and they lost to the Titans, so they might have that hurdle to go over next week. But I think this is the season for the Bills. And uh, you can, you, I, I want to be wrong. You can say it next week. Told you so, Tom. Never doubt Patrick Mahomes again. But I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to turn up. I think the Chiefs will score 27 points. Mm. I do. I think they, they get 27. I just think the Bills can't be stopped on offense. And I think the Bills will get 38 again. At Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Did you factor that in at Arrowhead? They've done it earlier. I know it doesn't. we shouldn't weigh that in, but they have already scored 38 points at Arrowhead this season. Uh, well, not playoff Arrowhead. <laughs> what about the golden playoff book I talked about earlier? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> You're not thinking about that, Tom. Come on. No, the, no, I think the Bills are going to win, and you can all hate me now. Please leave a five-star review, though. I was going to say, yeah, I think a lot of our listeners have just gone, <laughs> these guys want a five-star review. I'm going to give Tom a one. Not even a one, half a one. Mm. <laughs> No, okay, mate. Well, you know, we can't agree all the time, can we? No, I hate myself so much. Don't hate me. Tom for, for that horrible prediction. <laughs> I've never wanted to be wrong so much in my life. I really hope you are wrong, mate. I, I can't wait to point at you and laugh at you and tell you that you were wrong, so wrong. So right, well, we promised this. If the Chiefs batter the, the Bills this week, yeah. and make it into the AFC Championship game, we will open next week's podcast with the audio of me making my prediction. Yes, and after that, your apology. Okay. <laughs> He's reluctant for that. You don't like to say sorry to you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Um, whilst we're on the predictions, we'll uh, also predict the divisional round playoffs as well. Uh, we're not going to give you scores or anything, but who we think is actually going to be in the next round do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Titans, Packers and the Buccaneers. I'll go for the <laughs> Titans, Packers and Buccaneers. I've gone Bengals, Packers, Rams. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are so gone, polar opposites this week. You've, you've gone for the Bengals because you think the Chiefs deserve to host the AFC Championship game. Yeah. You've gone for the Packers because they're the number one seed and you've gone for the Rams because you hate Tom Brady. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell, I think. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah you, you know me so, so well. You're so predictable. <laughs> You know me so well, Tom. <laughs> what you're trying to say is that my fandom is is clouding my predictions. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly. Yeah, what that's I'm exactly saying. what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Right then, I think we'll tie this up this week. That's all we've got time for this week. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to leave us a rating review. Check in with your boys from the kingdom every Wednesday at Arrowhead Pride. And remember, you can also listen to more Chiefs-related content here on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network for all your Chiefs news and game reactions. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Go Chiefs! More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.